Welcome to the Balancing Hormones Naturally podcast, where we offer you actionable steps you can take today to start balancing your hormones naturally. This is your podcast host, Leah Brueggemann. I'm a functional diagnostic nutritional practitioner. This podcast is proud to partner with Aversio Wellness, where there is a mushroom for every moment, especially when it comes to hormonal balance. Their quality and purity is unmatched, but their golden ticket, the reason why I love them, is their high extraction so that you don't have to take a thousand pills to reach a therapeutic dosage. Let's dive on in. Okay, ladies, we are going to be talking about herbs and how you can use herbs to support the cellular health of your body. So wins all around. It's it's going to be a really, really good episode. I do want to remind you about our giveaway and how you can win some mushrooms, some medicinal mushrooms from Aversio Wellness. I've talked about mushrooms so much. I think we all know how I'm obsessed with them. Anyways, you will get to win your choice of capsule from Aversio Wellness and mushroom blend. So a few different mushrooms blended together and you will you will be just as obsessed as I am so I'm going to tell you how to win it's quite simple you just go to balancing hormones naturally on apple podcast and rate and review the podcast there's another way to enter which is through stories if you've already done that and you want to get another entry literally just go to instagram facebook and share the episode that you're listening to you can do it right now this episode unless you're driving don't do it if you're driving So screenshot, share, tag either my personal Instagram, which is Leah underscore B-R-U-E-G, or the podcast one, which is Balancing Hormones Naturally. If you have a private account after you uh, share, don't forget to screenshot and then send it to me in a DM. Otherwise, I won't see it and I I won't be able to enter you. So that is my tip for you. Good luck. I will announce the winner on the first week's episode in March. So good luck to you. Okay, so... I'm going to give you a little rundown on Dr. Bill Rawls. Yes, he is a doctor. He is a medical doctor. Um, and he was an OBGYN. Ready? I thought that was so cool. For over 30 years, he dedicated his life to medicine. When he had a health crisis in his early 40s, he just kind of pivoted because he came face to face with the limitations of modern medicine and he began to explore the vast possibilities of alternative treatments. He was able to restore his health through holistic and her- herbal therapies, and this inspired him to share his revelations on the importance of cellular wellness. Today, he works to bring life and vitality to others as he helps them establish their own path to wellness through modern herbology. Aside from his writing, Dr. Rawls serves as the medical director for Vital Plan, an herbal supplement and wellness company he co-founded with his daughter. So, Dr. Rawls has two grown children, and he lives on the North Carolina coast. We talked about that in our, before we were talking because it's warm down there and it's freezing where I am and I was kind of jealous. Anyway, he lives there with his wife and golden retriever. He enjoys cooking, biking, hiking, and any activity that gets him out on the water. I definitely have that in common with him, except for my brothers ski all the time and I will not take up water skiing. It just seems like a great way to pinch my feet. I don't know why. So we talk all about herbs and how important cellular wellness is. And then we go over what you need to look for in your herbs and processing of herbs and general herbs that everybody can start with to help improving their health. So I think you're going to really enjoy this episode. 
Hello ladies, I know that you want to simplify your skincare, but you want anti-aging, okay? This is why you need Pasoni serums. Two serums, morning serum and night serum. And let's break down the ingredients and why your life will be forever changed. I love it when you guys try these and then you send me a message and you tell me how much your skin is glowing because yours will glow. You will love it. Okay. So she has two serums, the botanical sea drops, which you will want to use in the morning and botanical R drops, which you want to use at night. So the botanical sea drops, think about this as instantly glow. These are enriched with astaxanthin, which is a big word, you guys, microalgae extract, copaiba balsam, and a variety of exquisite botanicals and adaptogenic extracts. Basically, what all this does is protects, plumps, and illuminates your skin. There are so many days when that is all I put on my skin. Like, I don't put, um, I don't put, what's the word I'm looking for? Tinted um, moisturizer. Thank you. I will literally just put this on because it just makes your skin glow and it makes it look so even. If you have any hyperpigmentation, this will be a game changer for you. So the reason why we love these ingredients is research shows that astaxanthin, often called the king of carotenoids, is one of the most powerful antioxidants found in nature. So what does that mean? Basically, when you think of antioxidants, they fight free radicals. Free radicals is rusting of the body, so aging of the skin. And astaxanthin's ability to fight free radicals are you ready? 6,000 times greater than vitamin C. 550 times greater than vitamin E and 40 times greater than beta carotene. Wow. Wow. (laughs) So there's a reason why that is what you want on your skin in the morning. Botanical R drops, which is your night serum, think about this as your velvet skin oh my goodness your skin will literally be so soft so this is what is going to help you reveal the youthful radiant complexion with the collagen booster night serum basically the ingredients in here that we love are the plant-based retinol alternative which is bakuchiol gee whiz this these ingredients are a lot of big words you guys but it is totally worth it so stick with me okay and the exotic victoria amazonica flower extract blended with the famous brazilian rosewood leaf and what this does is it works in harmony to repair renew and replenish the skin so botanical sea drops protect 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 against free radicals botanical r drops youthful, radiant, soft, collagen booster, anti-aging. They work so well together. And if you are someone that really wants to simplify your skincare, this will be a game changer. I've been using these for two and a half years now. And every bottle lasts me five months. That's extremely cost effective for quality skincare that doesn't have any endocrine disruptors, beautiful, non-toxic packaging, and actually works okay so you can buy them as a duo at pasoni skincare p-a-s-s-o-n-i i will put the link in the show notes they are discounted as a duo you can buy them separately but you want the duo and then you can stack that with the discount lea 10 l-e-a-h 10 to save an extra 10 percent and to get free shipping 
Hey ladies, we are here with Dr. Bill Rawls and he is going to be chatting all things cellular health and herbs. And I feel like sometimes I pick my topics, you know, my guests based on, ooh, I really want to learn more about that. And this is one of those topics because I would love to learn. I'm always interested in herbs because I think that they're so useful, but, and they've been used for years and years and years, but we just don't have... I don't know. We do have a lot of knowledge on it, but not a lot of widespread knowledge. So I would love for you to just share a little bit, you know, about, you know, the health change that happened in your life that made you kind of pivot your focus. And then we'll get into the herbs. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Um, And herbs, yes, we actually know a lot, but everybody goes to the doctor and hears about pharmaceuticals and they don't hear about all the great research that's been going on for Mm -hmm. the past 30 years in herbology. So that's really good science. So, yes, I am a physician, uh, have been a physician for over 30 years now and um, started my career in obstetrics and gynecology after medical school. I was board certified in OBGYN. Um, Did that just because it was a healthier population of people. You know, younger women tend to be more sensitive to health issues than men Mm -hmm. and just bringing life into the world. Uh, Delivering a baby was just really cool. But at that point in time, um, it required being on call in the hospital every second to third day for the mm-hmm. small group practice I was in, which meant covering labor and delivery and, and any emergencies that came in every second to third day, every second to third weekend. Um, and most of the time for me, that meant not getting very much sleep. So I was sleep deprived most mm-hmm. of my life and balancing that with community, being a dad, you know, good husband, all of those things was really, really stressful. Long story short, I did that for 20 years. My health crashed and I didn't really equate it to, yeah, this is just a sleep issue because after I stopped doing obstetrics in my late forties, you know, right, right up close to 50, I, uh, I didn't bounce back. I, all these symptoms, heart symptoms, brain symptoms, fatigue, everything that you would associate with fibromyalgia, I had Mm -hmm. it. And nothing the medical system had to offer was really helping me at all. Finally, I, uh, like many people with fibromyalgia, found that I was carrying some of the Lyme disease microbes, which yeah, it's it was kind of a given. I mean, I spent my whole life in the woods and getting tick yeah, and thought antibiotics were the solution, and that actually made me sicker instead of better. Mm. Ultimately, after trying all kinds of alternative therapies, becoming certified in holistic medicine, I finally turned to herbal therapy, and embraced this really robust protocol and got my life back in a relatively short period of time. You know, I was like 75% better within six months mm-hmm. and over several years, all the symptoms went away, everything. Mm-hmm. But other things happened. My cholesterol got better. My blood pressure went down. I mean, everything normalized. And I've spent the past 20 years really understanding that. And it's put me in a very different place of understanding chronic illness and 
why herbal therapy should be so important, not just for overcoming a chronic illness, but why everybody ought to be taking herbs every day. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, and I'd love to know how we can all do that. I So I think herbs are cool because I have a, I have a, I feel like I'm a jack of all trade when it comes to herbs. I know a little bit about a lot of herbs, but not a lot about any of them. So I tend to turn to them for sickness. So like colds and things like that, you know, I'll go out and pull out my mullein and all those things to help with, with that. But I think, like you said, one of the big turnoffs with with herbs is that a lot of times people are like, is this safe to take with XYZ medication? Or can I take this when I'm pregnant? Can I take this when I'm nursing? And they go to their doctor for that. And the doctors don't know anything about herbs. And they would, they're like, no, <laughs> mostly because they just yeah. don't know anything about it. So it definitely, I feel like starts to give them a bad rep as because you feel like you can't take anything when in reality, your doctor just doesn't know anything about it. Now, I've come to know herbs very differently than most herbologists and certainly, you know, how, how physicians perceive herbs. Yeah. It's, it's really, you know, when you look at herbs and drugs, it's, it's like apples and oranges. A lot of people look at herbs as being weak versions of drugs and they turn mm. to them to correct symptoms like they would a drug, but hopefully, you know, with fewer side effects. And I found... That's really not how the herbs are working. It's not how they're providing benefit. And all herbs are providing common benefits, every single one of them. So you're not getting just that one thing. You know, mm-hmm. mullein, you know, it, you're having some uh, uh, mucolytic properties that it's helping to break down nu- mucus. But it's doing a lot of other things that help protect your lung cells, but protect cells throughout your body. Mm-hmm. And it's actually good for your GI tract. And, and so when you look at an herb, you know, it, it's, it's very different. What we're doing with a drug is affecting some manifestation of chronic illness. So it's, mm-hmm. it's actually, it, it's basically what we're doing is we're poisoning a reaction to block a symptom or inflammation or whatever. That's basically what it boils down to. And that can have therapeutic value, especially in early stages of illness when people are in a really, really bad state. Like somebody comes in with a really high blood pressure, you want to give them a drug to knock that blood pressure down to keep put them in a safe category because mm-hmm. herbs aren't our herbs don't work that way. There's no herbs that is that potent. So yeah. yeah. So so the drugs are are not doing what we're doing with the herbs. Yeah, that makes sense. So I guess, can you tell us, like, where do people start with herbs? Or if they have no idea, but they're like, I don't feel good. And what should they do? Because we don't want them just using herbs as like holistic little band-aids. Yeah. Before we get there, let's okay. ask the question, what causes chronic illness? Oh, ah, okay. All right. And that's where we get into that cell story. So your body is made completely of cells, right? Mm-hmm. Everything, every, every layer of skin, every part of you is made of cells. And then connective tissue that cells secrete just to hold us all together. So everything that happens, whether it's your heart beating, whether it's uh, your 
ovaries or adrenal glands producing hormones, whether it's brain impulses firing, absolutely everything is a function of cells. So we tend to compartmentalize the body, right? So we've got pulmonologists and cardiologists and all of mm -hmm. these different specialties. But if you really want to simplify things, take it down to the smallest functional unit, and that is a living cell. So every cell in your body is an independent functioning unit that is connected through hormones and all kinds of chemical messengers to all the other cells in the body. And our brain is basically synchronizing all those cellular functions, but every cell is independent. So every okay. cell in the body requires certain basic things to function optimally. Mm -hmm. So if you're, if you're sick, it's because your cells aren't working right and they're not getting those things. So five basic things. Cells need the right nutrients. Eating a healthy diet, really important to not only, you know, to nourish yourself. So, so you know, it's not just about satisfaction. It's, it's about nourishing your cells. Different cells need different nutrients. Your thyroid gland needs, thyroid, needs iodine to make thyroid hormone. Heart cells run mainly off of fat. Your brain cells need carbohydrate. But if you're eating a whole food, well-balanced diet, you're getting everything your cells need. So mm -hmm. diet, nutrients, really important. Cells need a clean environment. Think of all the toxic substances we're exposed to in our world today. Plastics, what's coming out of automobile pipes industry all of these things are getting in the air and the water and our food and you're hearing about them more and more and how they do harm is they inhibit cellular functions so cells need a clean environment to operate so minimizing exposure to toxic substances third cells need downtime to recover your cells are working all day and that creates a lot of wear and tear and they have to repair that they have to regenerate themselves every 24-hour cycle they mm. do that most intently when you're asleep so getting eight hours of sleep is really important if you're running on six and a half hours which is average for the american population your cells you're starting every day with cells that haven't regenerated and it mm -hmm. just it, it 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 just builds on itself cells need good blood flow that's the fourth we need to be physically active to move blood. Moving blood increases delivery of oxygen and nutrients to our cells, but it also helps flush away all those toxic substances that our cells are trying to get rid of. The mm -hmm. solution to pollution is dilution. So increased blood flow from moving is really important. And the fifth thing is our cells need protection from microbes. So we're constantly being hit by things many times that we're not even aware of that we you know we we get tick bites we get respiratory infections but there are things that are happening that we're not even aware of right now while we're talking there are microbes crossing over from our gut our skin our sinuses into our bloodstream right now it's happening and you depend on your immune system to protect your cells but yeah, some slip through. So protection from microbes, extra protection. And that's one of the really important reasons to take herbs every day. Mm -hmm. So those are five things that you have to do to keep your cells healthy. 
So mm-hmm. chronic illness is when stress factors are chronic that prevent your cells from repairing and regenerating and everything in your body starts breaking down. Because we have a lot of different types of cells, things can break down differently, so we have a lot of different illnesses. But mm-hmm. it's all basically chronic cellular stress. So when you look at the drugs, all they're doing is blocking the manifestations of the symptom or Mm -hmm. inflammation, which is part of that process. Inflammation is excessive cellular die-off. So we're actually inhibiting some of that, but we're not affecting the root causes. So people typically don't get well. They just stay Mm -hmm. in a state of managed illness. The unique thing that I found about herbs is when you take an herb, you're getting the plant's entire regulatory and defense system. So you're getting protection from all of those stress factors for your cells. Why? Because the plant is making those things to protect its cells from free radicals, from toxic substances, from from microbes of every variety. And that's built into that defense system of the herb. Now, different plants have different, slightly different characteristics because of different stress factors in the plant's environment. Mm-hmm. So when you take multiple herbs together, you get a crossover, a synergy of all this extra protection. But the big thing they do is all plants have antimicrobial properties, but they're unique and different than an antibiotic that they don't, they don't kill normal flora. They just suppress pathogens. So it's kind of an ideal thing for people to use. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's the core of what we're doing with an herb. And we get slightly different properties. So one herb might be a little better for one thing than another, but they're all giving you that core protection and regulatory function that are balancing stress mm-hmm. hormones. All herbs are doing that. Every single yeah. one of them. Which makes it a little easier in figuring out well, which ones do I take? It's hard to make a wrong choice. (laughs) Ladies, my number one hack for blood sugar balance, because we know that this is so important for balanced hormones, is to always have a meat stick and a protein bar in all places. So my purse, my diaper bag, I don't leave them in the car because if it got too hot, they'd probably go bad. Um, Because if something happens and my plan goes awry, I always have something that I can grab when I am hungry. So I can have something that's going to nourish my body, um, not going to be an issue with my blood sugar, going to keep me satiated, not going to make me hangry. And my go-to meat sticks are Paleo Valley. And let me tell you why. So they are 100% grass-fed beef. Beef, grass-fed beef and finished. That's the big word that I would like to, you know, put across to you guys. The farmers use rotational grazing practices. So they're always on green pastures, free of chemicals and pesticides. They're never fed grain. They're never given antibiotics. They use organic spices. And you ready for like the another kicker that just sets them apart is they actually use this old natural method of fermenting their sticks. So they are shelf stable without using the chemicals to make meat sticks. So you aren't using any citric acid, you're not using any GMO products, you're not using any um, hydrogenated oils in this process. It's just a fermentation process, which is what makes them shelf stable. And then also you're getting all these gut friendly probiotics at the same time. So 
wins all around. These are what I am have everywhere. They're they're in my diaper bag. They're in my pantry. They're in my purse. I always always have them on hand. I love them all. Teriyaki. Oh my goodness. Literally, mm, such a good flavor. Summer sausage. Ugh. Again, such a good flavor. The original. You really can't go wrong. I'm going to be 100% honest though, I am not a spicy person, so please don't ask me how the jalapeno is because I don't know. I am not a spicy person. My husband though is obsessed with jalapeno and all of the spice, so you know, as long as you love spice, you will love that. It you cannot go wrong. I love the transparency of their company. I love the transparency of the ingredients and you guys we love the taste so which is so important so you cannot go wrong you will be just as obsessed as i am and of course they gave you a wonderful discount thank you so much to paleo valley for partnering with us you can go to paleovalley.com slash leah and save 15 percent on your first order that is p-a-l-e-o-v-a-l-l-e-y.com forward slash leah you can use the discount code leah L-E-A-H, to save 15% on your first order. Did, when you were talking about that, though, I think it's an interesting point to point out that you listed all of these things that we need to do, and one of those is going to be using herbs, but obviously, you know, it's only going to work as effectively as you taking care of the rest of those points to help your body, to help your body heal, and I think when you i like how you describe pharmaceuticals i'm going to take that but when we keep taking these pharmaceuticals to try and suppress these symptoms we're also still living that lifestyle that got us these symptoms in the first place and you know all of these diseases even though part of them may have a little bit of a genetic component most of them are lifestyle like the ma- vast majority of it is lifestyle and we can't just keep supplementing or taking medication or doing whatever and expect to see this difference when we aren't, you know, following through with the lifestyle change that got us there in the first place. Yeah, I I agree 100%. But I will say this, during my recovery, you know, I I started doing those things that are so logical. Mm -hmm. I hadn't really um, developed that cellular wellness model at that point uh, in my recovery. But it was obvious, you know, I needed to change my diet. I needed to sleep more. I needed to get my stress level down. And and obvious, and another obvious thing is just cleaning up toxins in my environment. Um, But there was that micro factor that Mm -hmm. was present, or at least I suspected, you know, I was carrying these tick-borne microbes. Um, And it turns out that tick-borne microbes, most of the things that people get are low-grade pathogens. They don't Mm -hmm. kill people. People don't die of acute Lyme disease, and most people Mm -hmm. don't get sick. These things get in our system. They're very stealthy. They stay dormant in our tissues, and then when we get stressed at a later time, like I did, then they start reactivating and Mm -hmm. start breaking down our tissues. Well, guess what? Everybody's been bitten by bugs, but... There are lots of things that we pick up in our lifetime through through when we're children, respiratory yeah. infections, chlamydia, mycoplasmas, Epstein-Barr virus. We pick up just hundreds and hundreds of things, and these things can be dormant in our tissues. 
Mm-hmm. Last week, I finally, after years of looking, found a study that started connecting endometriosis to a bacteria, not mm-hmm. a high-grade pathogen, one of these low-grade pathogens that we all pick up and we all carry. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessarily an infection with something that makes you chronically ill. It's stuff you already have in your body that start reactivating. And what happens mm-hmm. is once they start doing that, they start breaking down your tissues. So yeah. so in my experience, you know, I cleaned up my diet. I recovered my sleep. I was doing all the things, but I wasn't getting well. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I started taking the herbs that it really, really mm-hmm. made a difference. And I recognized that this reactivation, it wasn't just the tick-borne microbes. It was mm-hmm. everything that I had picked up in my lifetime was mm-hmm. reactivating and breaking down my tissues and making me sick. So when I started taking the herbs, the antimicrobial properties of the herbs started suppressing those things and restoring my cellular health which allowed my immune system to do its job properly. And that's when I started getting well. Mm -hmm. What I find in my practice is all of those things we're talking about, dietary modifications, everything else, it's behavior modification that takes time and effort. But if Mm -hmm. I can get started, someone started on a good regimen of herbs, then we're going to accelerate all that. And they, you know, instead of being just constantly beat down, mm-hmm. they're, they're finding that, wow, yeah, I'm getting better. Now I can, I can devote some energy toward working on my diet mm-hmm. and all of these other things. So herbs I've, is just so central in my practice um, mm-hmm. and how I help people. But beyond that, looking at it, oh, man, I just can't think of anything that, we can do that can protect our cell health better. I mean, every herb I've ever studied has anti-cancer properties, every single one proven, documented Mm -hmm. in scientific literature. And uh, that's powerful. Who doesn't want Mm -hmm. that, you know? Yeah, I agree. And it's, I mean, it's one of those things where, like you said, your toxicity bucket just overflowed, like this build up and build up and then the stress and the nutrition and the sleep. And it just, it's hard. Um, It's hard sometimes to make the changes you need to make when you're so tired, you just, you know, feel like you can't even function or you don't know which direction to even look and what you need to do because you are, because you're so tired. (laughs) So, you know, you need some help there for sure. So I would guess I will come back. I would like to know, where do people start? Like, I feel like everybody has heard this now and they're like, well, which herb do I start with? I want anti-cancer. Right. Yeah. Um, that, that is always a question. And um, fortunately, there are a lot of great choices out there. And I'll give you my list. But, okay. um, you know, that's, that's one of the things with, the, with my new book that I wrote is just laying those things down and people, helping people understand how herbs actually work. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I used herbs both for just what I call everyday herbs, the, the kind of things that you would take just to protect your health, and also okay. herbs that had stronger antimicrobial properties which I don't take as much on a regular basis because I, I save those for when I really need them, you know? Yeah. But there's so many herbs that 
we can take that have a low potential for drug-like effects. So that's what we're trying to stay away from is, is herbs. Because all plants, I mean, it's like some plants just don't jive well with our biochemistry. Like nobody would make the mistake of eating poison ivy to take <laughs> care of their health, right? Um, and there are herbs that do have strong drug-like chemicals. I generally okay. don't use those and many herbologists don't use them or would use them like drugs. You know, when we're getting up in that category, I tend, I'll go, I'll go with a drug because I can control the dose and mm -hmm. control the side effects better mm -hmm. than I might be able to with an herb. So we're talking about down another spectrum. So kind of the opposite end of that is food, plants, and culinary herbs, which have some really wonderful properties, but maybe just a little bit kind of in between there. We have herbs that have these strong protective properties. We wouldn't necessarily take them to uh, flavor our food, but sometimes there is crossover. Mm -hmm. and, and in that class, um, there's, a, there's a group of herbs called adaptogens, which most people have heard of. So an adaptogen is an herb that protects you or makes you more stress tolerant. How do they do that? They protect your cells. That's what they do. So they protect not just one cell in your body or one type of cell. They protect all of your cells. But what's unique about an adaptogen is they also balance stress hormones. So whether you're talking about rhodiola, which is a favorite adaptogen of mine, or ashwagandha that is exceptional for controlling hot flashes, they're balancing stress hormones at the hypothalamus. And the hypothalamus is the part of the brain that governs our stress through our adrenal glands, our metabolism through our thyroid, and reproductive function through ovaries or testes. So ashwagandha is really good for balancing all of those things. It's an exceptionally good herb that I use to help with menopausal symptoms and stress at the same time. Um, rhodiola is one that I like to take every day. It increases oxygenation of tissues. It's really good for uh, protecting you from physical stress factors. But each of the herbs, but there's a lot of crossover. You know, they're very similar. So adaptogens. There are other adaptogens, some of our mushroom, medicinal mushrooms like cordyceps and reishi mushrooms also have these same properties because what we're doing again is borrowing the defense and regulatory system from another living organism. So mm -hmm. we're getting all those benefits. So reishi has some of the most potent anti-cancer properties on the planet that's been thoroughly researched in Japan. And mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a really wonderful herb. It has antiviral properties, just really nice. Um, but then stepping outside of adaptogens, adaptogens specifically balance stress hormones, but there are other herbs that don't do quite as much of that. One commonly that a lot of people use that I take every day is turmeric. Turmeric, what mm, the... Yeah the flavoring and curries of some of those culinary herbs. Yeah, they have some great benefits. Turmeric, yeah. wonderful anti-inflammatory properties, well-proven microbiome balancing properties. Killing pathogens, but not killing your normal flora, so it's helping to balance. Turmeric's really great. Um, great for joints, but also great for the GI tract. Helps heal ulcers. It's been used in ulcerative colitis. 
It uh, can reduce risk of dementia. Why mm. wouldn't you want to take that one, right? Yeah. <laughs> Another non-adaptogen herb that's uh, what I call an everyday herb is hawthorn. Protects the heart okay. and vascular system. Milk thistle. Everybody needs that one. Protects the liver. But here's the deal. Again, you know, everybody's taking milk thistle to protect their liver cells, which I think is a great idea. But I found a study the other day that milk thistle actually protects the cells that remodel our bones. So it's been found to have beneficial effects for postmenopausal osteoporosis. Hey. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, so it's not so. So even though milk thistle, we've studied it for the liver a lot, maybe a little preference there, it's still affecting every cell in the body. So there are a lot of different herbs. The antimicrobial herbs that I use also were really, really nice for protecting health. So when we talk about an antimicrobial herb, we're not talking about something that's in any way similar to an antibiotic. Mm -hmm. Antibiotics are designed to kill fast-growing bacteria. And the problem with that is they also kill normal flora and they promote uh, antibiotic resistance. We haven't ever seen that with herbs because we're not talking about one chemical. We're talking about hundreds of chemicals that the plant is using to balance its microbiome and protect its cells from pathogens. Mm -hmm. so we're getting this wide spectrum effect. So Japanese knotweed, um, it covers all the Lyme microbes, but it also was one of the top of the list herbs that actually has activity against the COVID virus mm -hmm. and other respiratory viruses. Um, so Is really it good stuff. Japanese knotweed, maybe I'm remembering this incorrectly. Isn't it really high in resveratrol? That's it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's transresveratrol, all right? Okay. And that's a form of resveratrol that we have, that's the type that we have to use. So when we do grapes, we're getting resveratrol, but we have to convert it into transresveratrol oh, to use it. It's already in Japanese knotweed, and Japanese knotweed is a better source. So here's something that's an antimicrobial herb that can help us recovery, cover from various kinds of chronic illnesses, but wow. It's got this other thing that it's protecting our mitochondria with resveratrol. Mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. I always use that for um, mold mold protocols. That's always a good one to bring in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Really um, so when you're talking about all of these, uh, we talk about mushrooms on here a lot. So everybody knows about mushrooms. Um, can we talk about maybe purity or dosage or maybe how they're processed? What are things you need to look at? Because I'm sure everyone's going, oh, turmeric or ashwagandha, rhodiola. I want to go grab that. But maybe you probably shouldn't go to your local grocery store and grab that. Um, is there any guidance you can give them on what sure. they should be looking for? Yeah. It's, uh, you know, that's one of the things that I hit upon when I was in my practice. You know, I had this wonderful experience with herbs and it's like, I want my patients to have that. Yeah. So I started looking for products and, and products that contained the different things that I wanted. Mm -hmm. And I found that there was a real dearth of them out there and it was really hard to control or find out you know, what the specifications that they were using, what kind of safety controls they had. Um, mm -hmm. Because the regulatory system 
is the problem with our regulatory system is the FDA, the regulators really don't understand herbal supplements at all. <laughs> and it's really hard to regulate something if you don't understand it. Yeah. Um, but so I, ultimately I ended up uh, having products made to my specifications and uh, that ended up that we created a supplement company out of that. But what I tell people is look at the label. You know, it's kind of like going to the grocery store and looking at food labels. Look at the label. The label is really important. And that can be if you're buying something online from a company to go to their website. And often what you will see is lots of marketing and lots of science and lots of jargon that you may not even understand. It sounds very, very convincing. But a big red flag that I always tell people, if you can't find the ingredient or it's really hard to find the ingredient and they've got it buried, that's a huge red flag that you should run the other way. Really, mm -hmm. really important. So companies that really care about what goes in their supplements, they care more about the supplement than the marketing, which is yeah, half of supplement companies out there. They're going to put the label out there and you're going to be able to learn some things from the label. So there are basically three commercial herbal preparations predominantly, all right? Mm -hmm. There's whole herb powder, and that's what you're getting in most products. Basically what they do is they take the herb or mushroom and dry it, crush it into a powder, and put it in a capsule. So what we're wanting from our products is the chemistry of the herb, all that dynamic chemistry. What you're getting with a whole herb powder is mostly fiber, inert fiber. So they're not very expensive, and a lot of marketing companies do that. They'll use these cheap powders, but they'll hype it up, and you, you know, it sounds like you're just getting this grand thing, but you're not. So mm -hmm. if you look on the label, and like we pick an herb like Japanese knotweed, and it just says Japanese knotweed, that's it. You're getting whole herb powder, that's all. And even worse, if you get a proprietary blend that you have a list of six or ten herbs and they just put a milligram quantity and they just put the name of the herb, you're getting junk. That's all. Yeah. So what to look for on the label is has it been standardized? Um, so, again, that first is a whole herb powder. The second is a tincture. So a tincture okay. is a bottle of liquid. Basically, they're taking the plant, putting it in water and alcohol, and extracting out the chemistry, and then they discard the plant parts. And tinctures are great, um, but like if you're taking a lot of them, you get a fair amount of alcohol, and a lot of them are very bitter. But they are a very good way to take herbs, and you'll get a higher concentration of the chemistry of the herbs. But we can go one better. And what that is, is a standardized powdered extract. The capsules look about the same, but here's the difference. So if it's a standardized extract, what they've done is they've taken a water alcohol preparation, pulled all the chemistry out of the herb into the water and alcohol, then they spray it on the surface and dry off the water and alcohol and collect that powder so it's highly concentrated. So a good standardized extract is 10 times more potent than a whole herb powder. 
So what you're going to see on the label is it's going to tell you the name Japanese knotweed. It's going to give the scientific name. It's going to say standardized to such and such phytochemical. So they pick one or several phytochemicals out of the plant to standardize it to, and they give the milligram quantity. Now we're getting into the range of something, something that has the potency to actually do something. But beyond that, you want to make sure that it is what you're looking for and it doesn't have contaminants that you don't want. So that comes with testing. And that is not always something that's going to show up on a website and it's too much to put like on a bottle. So in our company, you know, it, it's, you, you, it's impossible to grow everything you want in one place. So, and mm -hmm. many of the, the best extracts either come from the Amazon or they come from, from China or Japan, you know, so, mm -hmm. so you're going to have to get them from other places. But what we want to do is trace it back to the farm where it came from so we know a little bit about where the, where the, the ingredient is coming from. And we want a certificate of analysis. Now that's going to increase the cost of that extract, but what you're paying for is a third-party analysis to define that it doesn't have chemical or bacterial contaminants and it is the species of plant that you're looking for. Some companies, ours, go one step further in that we don't aren't completely satisfied with that certificate of analysis. We get a sample of the lot that we might want to purchase, and we have that tested by our own labs to make sure they're telling us the truth. And then during the manufacturing process, doing several levels of testing, which most reputable manufacturers will do that now. Now you're talking about a product that is, is potent, it's mm -hmm. pure, and it has that oomph that you want to really get a beneficial effect. So you got to have all the things. <laughs> you, you do. And I would yeah. say 25%, eh, maybe more percent of companies are actually doing that. So mm -hmm. it, it is worth taking the time to look around and do your homework a little bit. Yeah. And would it, are they going to say that on the website or the bottle if it's, you said, standardized? Yes, it will stay at STD, standardized to um, what something percent like Vitexin uh, for Hawthorne. You know, that's one of the phytochemicals. It will tell you a percentage and all that will be on the bottle. Um, so okay. it gives you a better idea and it won't be like just a list of, of a bunch of herbs with the with uh, one single milligram quantity at the top. To me, that's a really good way to hide cheap ingredients um, because you don't yeah. know what's actually in that proprietary blend. You know, they're, they're saying, well, this is our proprietary thing, but often it's just a way to hide cheaper ingredients so they can make more money. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, it has this in there, but it really only has like a very, very, very little amount um, I, I have seen that happen with so many companies and then they yeah. end up on getting sued eventually. <laughs> um, so I feel like that's a really good place to, to start, you know, to start looking at your supplements, you know, it gives you some herbs that you can start with. So you have a book, so tell, tell me or tell the people how they can get your book, how they can learn more from you if they want to learn more yeah, about absolutely. cellular health. 
Um, so I enjoy writing. Um, part of my therapy is I've, as I was recovering from chronic illness was writing. So I've written several books. I wrote one some years ago on online disease, but when I reach a point of just, uh, accumulating enough knowledge that I feel, feel like people are interested in, I tend to write a book about it. So my latest book is called The well Cellular Wellness Solution. It's like four books at once. It's a thick book. Um, it's a health manual. So the first third of the book, the first 100 pages, is that cellular wellness concept and understanding your, your, your health at the cellular level. The second book is understanding why herbs are so important. It's like an herbal primer, but looking at it from the point of view of what is this chemistry of the herb doing to our cells and our chemistry to actually provide those benefits. So it's very different than most herbal books. The third book is all those other things that you need to do, the guidelines for diet, cleaning up your environment and reducing your stress levels. So it has all of that in there and you know, succinct guidelines to just help people do it in a stepwise fashion. And then the fourth part of the book is applying those things to specific problems. Menopause, gut issues, sleep issues. So a lot of things are covered in the book. So basically, if you guys have any questions, you should go get it. I'll make sure it's linked in the show notes so you know people yeah. can find it. Um, do you have any last thoughts that you'd like to share for anybody that's, you know, just dabbling into herbs or any encouragement for them? Yeah, I would say what I've tried to do in the book is steer people toward herbs that they can't get in trouble with, that they have a low probability okay. of drug-like effects or any way that they could harm them. And the big thing is look at the herbs for the way they protect your cells because what symptoms are, are when cells are stressed in our body. It's like if we have heart issues, then, you know, that cells that are stressed there, and we feel that as discomfort. So any symptom is stressed cells. So what we're doing with the herb is protecting cells. So when you take a regimen of herbs on a daily basis, it's protecting your cells, which you're going, is going to protect you from having symptoms but also protect you from becoming chronically ill, which is really important. Like little simple things. Um, as somebody uh, asked me the other day about canker sores, and I hadn't thought about canker sores in years. I used to get them all the time when I was younger. Through my 30s, man, I was just they would pop up. And I realized I haven't had a canker sore instead, since I started taking these regimens of herbs 15 or so years ago. Not one. Not a single one. So they're protecting your cells, balancing your microbiome, doing all these wonderful things for your body. Wow, it's just, it's so powerful to protect your health as you go through life. Yeah. I mean, like you said, it's kind of gross to think about, but we do have, we're getting assailed by the microbes every day. So, you know, we live in such a toxic world now that, you really have to bring in extra protection um, to make sure you're staying your healthiest self. You do. You had it right there. You know, every year after this, the next 50 years is going to be very different than the last 50 years. And those categories of toxic, uh, of stresses that we have to deal with are going to be intensified with every year that passes. 
And I see herbs as one of the best ways we can protect ourselves from those things and stay healthy despite the way the world is changing. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Oh, thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Balancing Hormones Naturally. If you found this helpful, I would love for you to share it with a friend and post it on your stories and tag Balancing Hormones Naturally podcast so we can get this message out. You can find me on Instagram at Leah underscore B-R-U-E-G and I would absolutely love to hear from you.